When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Thank you so much again for sending your mailbag questions. Again, during the offseason on Thursdays, we're going to do a little doubleheader mailbag. Make sure you're following along. Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson. Let's get to our next one. Blue Resident says, what position being drafted would make the biggest potential impact on the season feels like running back tight end edge D line, but which one makes the biggest difference on this team in 2023? Yeah, probably running back or tight end. You think those are the two spots that are going to be able to take the most snaps, right? Tackle that could, that could make a big impact. Those three, I think those three spots, because everything else you're probably looking at bench players for this year. Even, even if it is like a Kalaja Kanti or a miles Murphy, and it's a round one type, they're probably rotational guys this year. And maybe heavy rotation guys, but they're probably rotation guys. So, yeah, I think running back, tight end, right tackle. Those are the three that could be the biggest impact uh, this season. Even right tackle, they have to beat out a few guys, like Collins and Jonah, and I guess Ford and Carmen. But, uh, yeah, I I think that those would be the biggest impacts for this year. But I don't think they'll also go to the draft in mind with just – yeah, this year in mind. I think people need to, they, they look at past history for positional value and they get nervous and they're like, no, the Bengals can't do that. That's a bad idea. If you look in the past 12 years at pick 28 and who was picked, the history isn't that great. Uh, so I feel like, you know what, you get who you feel like is the best player there at that moment in time. If it is they need uh, someone who can impact right away in 2023, you've mentioned the position groups. And I think you got to go for it. If your running back falls to 28, you get the running back at 28. If the tight end is there, you get your tight end, uh, vice versa, even on the defensive side. Bengals OB, I can't even believe I'm going to read your tweet, but I'm going to read it because the response will be really quick. If the Lions offered pick number six, number 18, number 55, would you trade Jamar Chase? No. Never. Never. What are you going to get with that? Never. Never. Jamar Chase, you could – I'm going to say this, and it sounds like a very Homer hot hot take, but I'm going to say it. Jamar Chase might be the best receiver in the NFL next year. Sure. I used Mike because that was kind of like, ooh, don't want to go too hot because the Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup people will be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's certainly possible, though. I mean, using Mike there, like, yeah, so sure. He's definitely in the group of guys that could be the best receiver in the league next year. He missed four games. And still, the way he was able to return, I mean, his biggest game coming out for the Kansas City Chiefs game in December and just – I, I'm I'm bummed he didn't get his full season. And then they, of course, they had one less regular season game. But I think I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the season if Jamar Chase is the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Um, it's just weird because one thing that I've noticed, 
you see Twitter likes reaction from professional accounts where they'll put like the top five wide receivers in the NFL. And sometimes they leave Jamar Chase out, which I think is crazy. But then you hear Joe Burrow has all the weapons in the world and he has T Higgins. He has Jamar Chase. I'm like, well, why is he getting left off these uh, top five wide receivers in the NFL? I always find those lists uh, pretty comical, but, uh, but yeah, I think so. I think, I think Jamar's going to go off this season. Typical Bengal says, is double dipping at running back a good option? We talked yeah, about Yeah, sure. That. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's uh, two rotational guys or late round guy that maybe just a little punt return uh, and can also give you a little value there. I think it's early, late thing, or it's two middle round guys. So I, I can see it happening. I'm, I'm not going to say it's likely, but I think it's definitely possible. And yeah, it well would make sense. Yep. Easy says, who is a player that is a Bengals fit that we aren't talking about enough? Uh, oh, man. Not talking about enough. The two guys that I came up with when I did my edge thing was Yaya Diaby and Isaiah McGuire. And really, Isaiah McGuire, I haven't watched him, but he just passes like everything that they look for. He, he's does, he's not, he wouldn't be an outlier in any way. Um, I think they'd be really. I think they'll be interested in him and uh, Diaby's got a little bit more, but it feels like Diaby and I, I was a victim of this. He gets selected sometimes as mock drafts just because his name's Yaya Diaby. <laughs> like that's, a, that's a good name. Isaiah McGuire. Not, not to say it's a bad name, just not a name that sticks out. I see Isaiah McGuire and I just, my eyes glaze over that and I, I scroll down one more to find Yaya Diaby. So I guess Isaiah McGuire and I haven't watched him to know if he's really, if I really like him. But he's a fourth round edge type. He seems like he could be a likely pick from them. I vote for easy names, but if you do have a fun name, uh, I want a nickname because I just need something easy to say. How is Yaya not already a good name? Oh, yeah, Yaya is. But for any player, when it comes to some of the crazy football names you'll see, I'm like, can it can it be easy to say? Or oh, what it, about Adabaware? <laughs> Out of Bawari. Now, can we just do nicknames? Let's do nicknames. I love that. You know, if, if your name is difficult or I can't say it, I just need a, a cool nickname, which I'm sure they have one. Um, Goose says, I understand studying the draft history of Duke Tobin and using that for your guide with how they will draft. With that being said, do you see, foresee Tobin going outside of his norm, drafting a smaller running back, wide receiver, going for a different type of D lineman? It's always possible. And he kind of did it last year with Zach Carter, who is a smaller defensive tackle than what they typically go for. I do think for the most part, he does value size more than more than I think the general fan definitely does. I could see it for like Gibbs. Uh, I think it has to be a guy that's to them a very good value because when pit between say Will McDonald and Isaiah Foskey, they're going to go Isaiah Foskey. Even if you think Will McDonald's better, he's 16 pounds under what they've ever drafted. But if Will McDonald's there in like round three and the next best player maybe is Yaya Diaby and they've got a whole tier difference in that grade, they may go Will McDonald and be like, hey, put on 10 pounds. <laughs> We're talking about with Forbes. I guess that guy could try too. Uh, put on a little bit of weight and, you know, beef up, be a little bit of a run defender. I think it's just, it's less about, they'll never draft that. And I think it's more about they're more likely to take a guy who has size. Evan McPhillips, friend of the show, 
Who are your favorite tackle prospects that could be there on day three and you feel could be capable of starter by next season? Oh, boy. Um, look, I haven't watched many of these guys. <laughs> like day three tackles, I'm not there. <laughs> I mostly watch the top 150, top 100 types. Uh, I will say I don't know where Jalen Duncan falls. He's got some of the – he's maybe got the best kick slide in the – Uh, not a video podcast, but uh, Chad Johnson just fell off my wall. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Jalen Duncan's got the best kick slide out of any of the tackles I watched. I think it's really explosive. It's something you really can't teach. I would be interested in that in round four as an early day three. Late day three, though, I don't know. Like I hear Wanya Morris sometimes. I, I've I caught a couple glimpses. Uh, is that Warren McClendon, the right tackle from Georgia? There's a few guys that I guess Blake Freeland, if it's to me later day five or day five, day three, I was thinking round five, later day three, but um, still a possibility that he could develop based on all the metrics. So there's a few guys there that maybe you think can develop. I do think it's kind of a weak offensive line draft, and that seems to be a lot of what Brandon Thorne was saying on our podcast a few weeks ago is just, not a lot of these like round four, round three, you know, like developmental offensive tackles. Like it seemed like it was all round one, two or round five, six, seven. Yeah, I think um, it's just that's why I just don't feel strong about 28 unless somebody falls that they go offensive line at 28. But, hey, I, I could be wrong with it not being a, a deep offensive line class. I do want to get to UK Cincinnati fan. He put a notes version of his question so credit to you for typing this out because he says character limits are optional there's been some noise that teams think there's only one first round wide receiver i understand that there might be 18 first first rounders in any draft and this one might be even lighter but in the scenario where only jsn was taken before 28 who would be your choice at wide receiver to act as the parent uh, for Tyler Boyd, super charge empty sets and add to a strength this year? Would that wide receiver be worth picking ahead of Michael Mayer or your number one tight end? Um, no, I mean, I haven't watched them though. I don't think it's a possibility really because a lot of the wide receivers are going to go in the first round are under six feet. They're under 200 pounds. And I think the Bengals like that six foot, 200 pound threshold. And maybe you can go a little bit under, a little bit under, but even Jamar Chase is six feet, 200 pounds. Uh, at least he was listed at that at LSU as uh, pro day. So I think they're going to look for that. And all of those types are round two, round three, round four. And later, I don't, I don't see a guy at round 20 at pick 28. Oh man. At pick 28. That's going to, really pique their interest so much that they avoid getting a Michael Mayer type. And where I am too, listening to everybody talk about these wide receivers, even like a Jordan Addison is under six feet tall. And when I listen to people talk about him, it seems less excited than they were before the combine pro day, all of that stuff. So that I guess would be the guy would be Jordan Addison. And he didn't test that great. So I, I just don't see – I don't see it personally. Um, and I don't think they're going to run – I don't think a, even if they got a wide receiver in round one, he would play nearly as much as a round one tight end would. 
It feels like the Bengals, I wouldn't say lucky because obviously they struggled to have the 2020 pick, the first pick, and then you go to 2021, Joe Burrow unfortunately was injured in his rookie year and you were they were able to get Jamar Chase. But I feel like in those years, compared to what this draft looks like when some of the bad teams are picking early, it just the talent is, it looks different. And maybe it's just different values of positions, but you could look at the quarterback room, you could look at the wide receiver room, and it just doesn't feel the same from when uh, those 2020 and 2021 21 drafts, but I don't know. Maybe it's just, it just feels different this season. We'll go to eFlash88. One more question. Last year, the Patriots did everyone's draft board a favor by reaching for Cole Strange in the first. Who's the team or teams that does us a favor and makes an extreme reach for a position of need? We'll stay in the first round. A little bit rude. <laughs> Cole Strange, I thought, played pretty well, right? Like, well, that was bad. <laughs> but do you remember, I remember the Patriots. Oh, it was crazy. Like, yeah. we all think it was crazy for sure. Yeah. I do think, and teams probably thought it was crazy too. I do think if you're going to look on the draft in like five years, that probably won't be the pick that you laugh the most at. It'll You'll remember like, oh, that was a reach, wasn't it? But then you'll see somebody else that uh, – was supposed to go that high and they've just been a, a big disappointment. Um, man, I don't know if I could pick like the Patriots are the wild card. They do whatever they want. They don't listen to that. I think Steelers kind of do that sometimes. I think back to like Artie Burns, you know, if they get siped, it feels like they, it's a different GM, but at least the last guy uh, did have a little bit of that, oh, crap, panic mode. Um, so maybe that. I know it won't be the Ravens. They always get whatever guy falls and by consensus. Uh, I can't really predict. I was, hey, Patriots, back-to-back. -back. I think it's going to be – I think these quarterbacks are – I think it could be the Vikings with, like, Hendon Hooker. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's going to be a quarterback, and we're going to be really surprised the team went went with him. You could even say, I, I don't know if it would be surprised, but like the Bucks and Will Levis, I want to say that he had a visit with I think him. he goes before that. Really? Really? Yeah. I just uh, – if you need a – and look, CJ, Bryce, they could end up being great in the NFL. We, we don't know when it comes to the NFL draft until a year or two years later to see what, what they look like in the NFL. But I just feel like it's it's not a great quarterback class, personally. But I want all if, of them to go. It does feel a lot to me like Stroud and Young. Look, these are these, these takes. Hey, we are 44 yeah. minutes. We're 44 <laughs> minutes in. I'm finally just going to fire from the hip real quick on guys <laughs> I have not watched. Draft night, okay? <laughs> guys I have not watched at all. Fire from the hip. Young and Stroud seem kind of like fine, almost like that Wentz golf draft at the top. Mm -hmm. And then while Richardson, look, he's he's awesome at times. He also, uh, you talk to any Florida fan and they're like, that guy sucks. Uh, I think that is, I'm more on the side of I think he'll be good, mm -hmm. but high bus chance. And same with Will Levis, high bus chance. You've got the two safer picks, but what's the ceiling and then you've got the two not safe picks with a huge ceiling especially richardson i really like watching him uh just run around back there and sometimes make throws <laughs> it's great it almost reminds me uh look panthers do it 
put him in a number one. It'll remind me a little bit of Cam Newton with the size, the speed, and the ability to run. It's just uh, okay. Figure out that throwing part. <laughs> Who knows? You could tell we're like I said, we're two weeks out from the NFL draft. We're recording on Thursday night. You're going to hear this on a Friday morning, and we're just we're getting to, we're we're just ready for that pick ready for the draft to get here. Good news is off-season workouts begin next week. We'll hear from head coach Zach Taylor. Duke Tobin's going to talk to the media. Maybe they'll have some news to share. We don't know. I'd really love it for the podcast content. So, uh, Bengals, if you're listening, make sure you uh, get some get some updates and news done by next week to get us one week out from the NFL draft next week. But I know you'll have plenty on all Bengals. You already have a great edge piece up there now. Anything to look forward to in the next week up on all Bengals? interior defensive line piece same idea so you'll get the whole defensive line covered i'm going to try to figure out what guys they're more likely to take there i think there'll be a wider range though the edges to me always felt like a small sample and that's why i did the piece originally but then i just thought do the whole defensive line uh they prefer size but this is a team that had geno atkins this is a team that just drafted zach carter as an interior guy so there's a bit of reason to think they might sway away from that but hey let's find the guys that they're probably mostly interested in we love it make sure you check it out all bengals you can follow mike on twitter bengals underscore sand you can follow me at lnds patterson we will be back next week for everything off-season workouts and another nfl draft a couple of those podcasts coming your way to get you ready for pick 28 thanks for listening to it's always game day in cincinnati